It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free top of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 828 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, November the 19th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. Right now, there's a lot of news breaking from the NBA from last night and a whole slew of podcasts from the local experts breaking down all of the big stories will be coming out today. Might I recommend going to listen to Locked On Sixers, for example, to talk about, or as Keith Pompey talks about, Sixers fans being happy for the first time in about 10 years. Uh, lots of great stuff for you to check out, so go and subscribe to, rate, and review the Locked On shows that you are interested in checking out today after the draft. All right, on today's show, speaking of the draft, we're talking about it. The Raptors made two picks last night. They made their first first-round picks since 2017 when they took OG Ananobi, and they took Malachi Flynn out of San Diego State University. We're going to talk about Flynn. We're going to talk about the second-rounder, Jalen Harris, what the guard-heavy strategy means in the tea leaves for the Raptors going into free agency, as well as we're going to laugh at the Bucks a little bit because the Bogdan Bogdanovich thing is just so goddamn funny. And joining me to do all of that stuff today is our pal Vivek Jacob. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Enjoyed watching the draft last night. I turned off my notifications so I could actually watch the draft as opposed to just watch Shams and Woj <laughs> do get out. But... Guess what? I could have turned on my notifications for the 29th pick and I would have been perfectly fine because the Raptors leak nothing. Honestly, it's so funny, so predictable. I was on the live uh, Locked On NBA show last night with David Locke and Chad Ford as the Raptors were picking. And most of the other picks like were coming in a few minutes early as I was watching that show play out and they were getting to talk to the hosts about the picks like ahead of time and it was great. And then I'm on there, we're just like killing time as the Raptors wait for the clock to wind down to make their pick. They ultimately pick Malachi Flynn, a 6-1 point guard who played his final year of college at San Diego State after transferring after his sophomore season from Washington State University, uh, sat out 28-19 as a transfer. And then last year with San Diego State, led San Diego State to a 30-2 record, which is very impressive. Uh, 17.6 points, 5.1 assists, 4.5 rebounds, uh, shot 37% from three, 44% from the field. He's uh, a very complete and weakness-free point guard from all accounts. Uh, this seems like a very Raptors-ass pick, Vivek. What was your reaction to the selection of Malachi Flynn, 29th overall? Yeah, I'll be honest. With Theo Maladon available, I thought maybe that was the way to go just because I was just thinking along the lines of size and getting 
uh, a bit more height in there uh, at the guard position. The Raptors taking a <laughs> and guard clearly it, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you just keep on going with what you've been doing and what's been working for you. And so the Raptors have another guard in the mold of Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet, and you definitely can't complain about that with the success that they've had bringing those guys up and getting the best out of them. So, you know, I guess my thinking was more, you know, maybe I was a little biased towards that Celtic series and just seeing the way uh, Boston was able to take advantage of their sort of size and athleticism. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's time to get some length in there. But again, Malachi Flynn, like you said, seems like a very high floor, seems like one of those prototypical serial winners, high IQ, is going to minimize mistakes. And from watching some of the video that I've seen so far, I really like that in the pick and roll action, it doesn't matter to him whether he's going right or he's going left. And he's got a really strong left hand. He's very comfortable passing with his offhand. So that I think is something that is very encouraging. And, you know, hopefully that shot, uh, continues to develop as well. 36 is like a decent number at the college level. And then we'll see what he can do at the NBA level, especially at his size in terms of getting his shot off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's worth noting that in his year with San Diego State, he saw his efficiency creep up. He had a 58 true shooting percentage on a pretty high usage, 27% usage as the sort of main guy on that San Diego State team. So that's encouraging that he could carry that workload and still see pretty remarkable increases in his efficiency over his first two years, where in the first two years of Washington City, it was 52.7 true shooting and 55.4. So it's nice to see that uptick. I'm like you. I was not necessarily, you know, looking at Flynn as the guy at 29, basically because a lot of guys had dropped. You know, you had Theo Maladon that you mentioned. I thought Desmond Bain was pretty interesting. I didn't even prepare myself for Desmond Bain because he was mocked in like the late teens in a lot of cases or the very lowest, the early 20s. And it seemed like he was not going to be there in any situation for the Raptors. He was there at 29. He goes to the Grizzlies with the next pick uh, in a trade with Boston. And so, you know, I was kind of intrigued by the idea of a 6'6 guard who can handle it a little bit and shoot 40% from three. That seemed intriguing to me. But, um, you know, the the Raptors really seem to have the laser, as Woj would say, on Malachi Flynn. Um, Apparently they met with like 12 different coaches and stuff like that around Flynn and and flew down to San Diego last week. If that's... I don't know if that's legal, but apparently it is uh, <laughs> to, to work with him and, and talk to him and interview him and stuff like that. And it really seemed like he was their guy. And it's not surprising. This is a team that really values Sage point guard play. I really love the idea of like the Raptors tree of point guard wisdom just being passed down from Jose Calderon back in the day to uh, Kyle Lowry and then all the way through Fred Van Vliet. And then hopefully six foot under uh, <laughs> underappreciated guards for the rest of time. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it's a very, very Raptors ass pick. He's a college player who has a lot of time under his belt, 21 years old. He, you know, or 22, he, he really does just kind of tick all the boxes of what you would expect the Raptors to pick. I was of course disappointed because I wanted Xavier Tillman. He went 35 to the Grizzlies, which is the second best team to go to if he's not going to the Raptors. So I'm okay with that. Um, you know, but I, I do wonder if maybe there is something to be read in the tea leaves about this selection here from for, of Flynn as opposed to taking a big there. Um, 
you know, look, I, I think the instant reaction from some people was, oh, no, this means Fred's gone. I don't think that's the case whatsoever. I still think it's more likely than not that Fred comes back. The Raptors talked yesterday about, you know, Malachi Flynn learning from Fred VanVleet and Kyle Lowry. And last year was kind of an interesting and anomalous year for the Raptors because they didn't have extra point guards on hand in the event of injury or the event that they just wanted to play a three-point guard lineup like they have in the past. And they were kind of flying by the skin of their ass a little bit sometimes. And sometimes Patrick McCaw had to play point guard. And sometimes Terrence Davis or Norm Powell or Pascal Siakam had to play point guard. I think this just kind of puts the Raptors back in their comfort zone of having three point guards they can run in the rotation, especially if Fred's going to maintain his starter status. Having a guy who can come in off the bench like Malachi Flynn and from all accounts kind of run an offense very capably, um, you know, hunt for good shots, find shots on his own, kind of, I think... The thing about Flynn that seems exciting is that he's got a little bit more of an in-between game than Fred Van Vliet ever has, which is, you know, obviously has, has to scale up to the NBA level, but that's an intriguing thing to have. I just kind of think this puts the Raptors back where they want to be. Do you agree with me? Yeah, totally. And I think with the whole Fred Van Vliet situation, if you've been sort of taking the hints that have been out there the past week or so, whether it's Shantae's IG or Fred's comments on JJ Reddick's podcast or even Bobby Webster's comments recently. I personally think uh, the contract has already been lined up. I think Fred is a, uh, pretty much a lock to return. And even even with, with Bobby Webster speaking after the draft, he talked about uh, <laughs> Flynn having the opportunity to learn under both the leadership of Kyle and Fred. So I don't know if that was a bit of a tell. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really not worried about Fred at this point. I'm just more curious to see what the number ends up being. I'm pretty sure it'll be a four-year deal, what the number ends up being that that we have to wait and see. So uh, in terms of any kind of insurance, I think between both Flynn and Jalen Harris, I think that's more to cover the what, what I would expect now to be uh, moving on from Terrence Davis. And so uh, beyond that, I think with Malachi Flynn, yeah, I think I think the scoring the, that he can provide, the, the individual offense that he has is very appealing. His ability to pull up uh, is something that I really like because, and, and you know what, this is going to be an interesting test to see because from reading, have you read Nick Nurse's book yet? Okay, so yet, no. the one thing that stuck out to me, that stuck out to me in Nick Nurse's book, outside of obviously his incredible stories from uh, Britain and everywhere else that he's been, uh, Belgium included, was he really prioritizes that shot spectrum. I didn't realize how much he hates the mm -hmm. mid-range shot till I read that book. <laughs> and he seems to reserve it only for like the greats of the game who have full license to take it. And that is something I personally disagree with. I think especially with someone like a Malachi Flynn, who it's clearly a natural part of his game. I think you've got to, you know, mm -hmm. let them play to that. And so I'm interested to see uh, how much of that we see in a Raptors uniform. And if Nick Nurse sort of tries to drill it out of him almost. I do love that uh, Nick Nurse clearly by that uh, sees Serge Ibaka as being one of the greats of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful stuff. How could you not? He's wonderful. Um, yeah, all, all good points. And I, I do want to get into 
the Jalen Harris pick and sort of what that says about Terrence Davis, as you alluded to, as well as what that says about the front court, because the Raptors have two bigs who are free agents and they did not take a single big man in this draft, which is interesting. We'll get into that as well as the Harris and Davis situation in just a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about Built Bar, which you know by now. It is the best tasting protein bar you are ever going to try. And it is so, so good. They have six brand new flavors for you as well. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, along with some other excellent favorites along like uh, like toffee almond and mint brownie and peanut butter and banana bread. They're all very good. Vivek, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is your favorite flavor of Built Bar? I t- tried this a couple weeks ago and you were not re- ready for me, but what is your favorite flavor? Man, you sent me like a ridiculous pack. <laughs> it literally had every flavor in there. That's why I was like, eh, I don't even know which one I like so far. Um, but yeah, I think I like the mint brownie so far. Um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good so one. I'll give you that. I'm ready this time, Sean. Yeah. I, I appreciate you taking part in the ad read uh, as opposed to just listening to, listening to me bungle <laughs> it, which is uh, usually how this goes. Either way, bars uh, from Built Bar are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets as well. And I really like them when I'm going for a workout. I don't like to eat like a big meal or something if I know I'm going to go for a bike ride or something just because I don't want to be bogged down with a full tum-tum. The Built Bar is perfect. It gives me the food energy I need while not dragging me down and making me not want to work out whatsoever, which is a really easy thing to convince me not to do. (laughs) So right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you're going to get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last as well as 20% off. And that's BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Big V, uh, we talked about Malachi Flynn. We're going to talk more about Malachi Flynn on tomorrow's show. Just a heads up, Mark Ziegler is the San Diego State Aztecs reporter for the San Diego Union Tribune. Union Tribune. Uh, He's going to come on the show tomorrow, and we are going to dive all into Malachi Flynn and his up-close experiences watching him, so stay tuned for that. Um, Let's get into another Mountain West player here, Big V, from Nevada. Jalen Harris is the 59th overall pick, a 6'5 guard, uh, a bucket getter, averaged almost 22 a game for Nevada this past season after transferring after two years at Louisiana Tech. Another transfer guy, another 22-year-old for the Raptors. Um, and my first reaction when this pick came down as I was writing the blog for Raptors HQ on the, on the pick is not just that I had never heard of Jalen Harris before because I hadn't, and I had to sort of, you know, pull from the internet as to what he's all about and pull from Jay Billis on the broadcast as to what he's all about. But also my thinking was, Hmm, a six, five combo shooting guard who scores a lot, has some defensive questions, played a lot of years at college is 22 uh, and, uh, you know, went in the bottom part of the draft or was close to going undrafted. That seems like a mighty large overlap with Terrence Davis to me. Um, and my hope is that this is a signal that Terrence Davis will no longer be a part of the Raptors going forward. Again, 
we don't care about the uh, the court ruling or anything like that. This is not a court of law. This is a basketball team, and there's already more than enough cause to move on from Ter- Terrence Davis as is. And you know it, he has an unguaranteed contract. It's not they could have moved on for a lot smaller things than a domestic violence charge. My hope is that the Jalen Harris pick, um, you know, is going to hint towards that, and we see Terrence Davis moved on from before his contract guarantees. Still, no word on that or anything like that. But uh, Vivek, sort of reaction to the Jalen Harris pick. Did you know anything about this guy? And what do you think it does mean for the future of the Raptors rotation at Terrence Davis? No, I knew I, I, I knew absolutely nothing about uh, <laughs> Jalen Harris. So I will wait and see. Obviously, just going off what everyone's been saying about him. And obviously, looks like a very capable scorer uh, as a combo guard. And I think... They'll see how he fares with the nine to five. I mean, there's still some uncertainty over that. So, uh, hopefully, he gets to play some basketball. DeJuan Hernandez is basically looking at a rookie season again, and so yeah, uh, th- we'll see how those things play out. But I don't think we're going to see much of him with the Raptors organization this season, and uh, at least in uniform out there on the floor. But uh, yeah, I, I think you're spot on in terms of what he's a potential replacement for. And so I think that is the right decision. Absolutely. I think, as you said, there's enough that's been out there that has come out of uh, the charges uh, that he's going to have to fight against that, you, you know, you just can't stand by that. And so, it's time to move on, and as we've seen with the Raptors over the course of their history, they're able to make the draft work. They're ma- able to make things work outside the draft, so they'll find another piece and hopefully a better human being, and yeah, just move on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in terms of Harris, uh, kind of a similar situation to Flynn, although an even greater usage rate, rate that he absorbed in his final season at Nevada, a 56 true shooting percentage. Over the course of 30 games for the Wolfpack, uh, 32.7 usage percentage. He was just, uh, you know, doing Russell Westbrook, James Harden level stuff <laughs> for the the Wolfpack, and was pretty good. And he shot 37% from three. That is not easy to do when you have that high a usage rate. And you know, again, I haven't watched all the Wolfpack games. I'm assuming a lot of that comes like off the dribble with the ball in his hands and that kind of thing. So um, that's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged. Look, the 59th pick. It can yield you something good. It can yield you Dewan Hernandez. It can yield you Tomislav Zubcic or guys of that ilk. You have no idea what it's going to do. Um, it does suck that the Raptors might not have proper access to the G League team this year. We have no idea what the G League is going to look like. And considering the fact that the G League team for the Raptors is also in Canada and is the only Canadian G League team, that seems to throw a wrench in a lot of the plans there too. So I think, you know, I might disagree and say there's a bit of more of a chance we see Harris with the big club this year a little bit, um, just because that might be the only opportunity to get him some reps if the G League is sort of in a sort of depressed mode this year. Um, and, you know, they might just sort of give him some extra touches off the bench or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect much from Harris this season. It just, I think, to me signals that hopefully the Terrence Davis experiment is coming to an end quite soon. The other thing that I'm not sure how to 
you know, read through this is the situation with the bigs. You know, obviously you're not replacing Serge Ibaka or Marc Gasol with any first round or second round big man you take in the draft in a draft that is not exactly lauded for its talent or anything like that. Um, those guys are very good. You're not going to find a like-for-like replacement either in free agency if those guys leave because you don't have the flexibility to do so or in the draft. But are you at all encouraged about the prospects of one or both of Gasol or Ibaka sticking around with the Raptors, Vivek, after seeing the Raptors completely avoid taking a big whatsoever in the draft? I mean, it could well mean that they have their options marked out with either the MLE or maybe a, a you know a flyer on a minimum for whoever it is. And I'd like to think that they have at least one of them coming back. But... You know, I, I still think there's other options in play if they need to go there. And so, obviously, I think they're going to try and re-sign uh, one of them, if not both. I think I've said several times that I'm always in favor of maintaining the asset. And when you look at Masai's history with re-signing players and then being able to extract value for them when he believes it's time to move on, you look at DeMar DeRozan, you look at Terrence Ross, uh, you know, he, he sort of came into Andrea Bargnani's contract situation and was able to get picks out of that. So I have full faith that even if it's in what's deemed in the market as an overpay, ultimately Masai is going to be able to manufacture full va- value for it. And again, all those guys are very good players. So they're going to contribute to the Raptors uh, in a positive manner when they're on the court as well. Yeah, I think I'm with you in that. I'm not sure, you know, it's tough to read anything into them not taking a big. Because, like I said, it's not like a big you take in the draft is going to replace a Bakker or Gasol. Uh, but I do think there are probably some contingency plans in the event that they don't keep a Bakker or Gasol. If a Bakker goes for, like, a long-term mid-level deal with Brooklyn or something like that, Gasol decides to go elsewhere. Although, maybe the Warriors thing seems a little bit less likely now that they have James Wiseman. Um, or maybe not. Maybe they want Gasol to teach James Wiseman how to be cool. I don't know. But <laughs> there are... You know, kind of going through, it's not a very good free agent class by any means. So that should be noted. But there are some interesting bigs out there who you can maybe get on the minimum or a portion of the MLE. Um, you know, you've got, I don't want to say Hassan Whiteside because he's bad, but like Tristan Thompson's out there. Maybe you could swing him on a little hometown minimum discount or something like that. Um, you've got Aaron Baines is out there. Uh, Yaka Pertle, baby. Yaka Pertle, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, bring it back. I, I would love that. Um you know, Kyle O'Quinn is working out with Kyle Lowry. Bring him back. I don't, that sounds very fun to me. He rules. Um, you know, it's not a terribly deep pool. I, you know, I've kind of gotten to the bottom of the pool now already. But, um, you know, there's also the Harry Giles situation as well. Maybe they can pounce on the, the Kings being useless and uh, and maybe pull someone in there. It, it's, yeah, I don't know if the draft dictates or says anything about what the big man situation hey, is. Hey, we saw Kyle Lowry clowning little... Bismack Biombo on IG. Hey, I would be down for Bismack, just not on a $17 million deal. But here, you bring him back on the same deal you signed him to in 2015. He does what he did in 2015, and then he goes gets another uh, four-year $72 million deal from a dumb team. Uh, just helping Bismack <laughs> make big bucks is the Raptors' lot in life. I'd be down for that. Um, we'll obviously keep an eye on the situation with the centers a lot going forward as well, and it's... Uh, 
it's an evolving situation. Obviously, Serge Ibaka is in high demand. Gasol maybe less so, but we also don't know what Gasol wants to do and where he wants to play, what continent he's going to be on. Um, but we'll keep an eye on that going forward here on the podcast. So uh, with that, I think we should probably turn our attention, Big V, to the Milwaukee Bucks. And we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell people, make sure you're going listening to uh, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board the draft podcast from Chad Ford, formerly of ESPN, of course. Uh, he was doing the live show last night. I was on with him talking about the Malachi Flynn pick, and he has uh, a, a lot of stuff going on now. He's going to break down the draft, and then the 2021 draft, you're already seeing the big boards, and Chad Ford will certainly have one of those for people to check out as well as we look ahead to what should be a very good draft in 2021. So, and listen. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Big V, the Bucks. <laughs> uh, so news comes down before the draft last night um kind of in a bit of a sprinkling from sam amick like oh th- there might be some issues with this bogdan bogdanovich sign and trade with the bucks of course the deal that sent dante divincenzo ursan Ilyasova, and uh, dj wilson to the kings in exchange for bogdan um, which was very illegal. Like, the free agency hadn't opened yet. You can't orchestrate a sign-and-trade yet. Uh, it's just not how it works. But they made it work, and I guess they're fine with tampering charges. And the thinking when the report came down that the deal could be in jeopardy at first seemed to be like, oh, this is just them throwing a smokescreen to avoid tampering charges. But as the night goes on, there's more and more reporting on it, and as it turns out, Bogdan Bogdanovich never apparently agreed to the deal to go to the Bucks, which is kind of important in a sign-and-trade situation. You can't just sign a guy and trade him somewhere that he doesn't want to go. He's a free agent. That's not how this works. And it seems as though that deal is off. Bogdan Bogdanovich reportedly is going to hit restrictive free agency on Friday. There are some teams out there. I think the Bucks were rumored to be in on him before the sign-and-trade went down, so maybe the Hawks end up getting him. They didn't get to Dillo Gallinari last night, so um, that's a potential move there. It's very, very hilarious, uh, and I think has reinvigorated the Giannis to Toronto sentiment that seemed to be quite dead a couple days ago. We did a podcast about that, and like Plan B's, if Giannis takes the Supermax from the Bucks, now the uh, Bucks are sitting there with potentially second-round pick Jordan Nawara as their starting two-guard with no Bogdan Bogdanovich. Not a ton of flexibility to do much, and uh, I don't know what happens now. What is your uh, what's your reaction to this other than just like rolling on the floor with laughter? Man, this is such a wild situation. <laughs> like, I, I still remember when Mark Stein was talking about this being a league-shaking move, and I was yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> and and Shams Charania is parading, you know, Giannis, Drew Holiday, and. Bogdanovich has a new big three, and I was like, am I, like, what is happening here? Yeah, what was that? Like, the fellatio of, uh, like, the online fellatio of John Horst was uh, very bizarre. Yeah, and so now to see all of that just 
blow up in their faces is hilarious. And <laughs> you think about, as you said, having a sign and trade without the player who is supposed to sign committing. I mean, how do, how does that like that's 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 grade school mistakes. Like, how does that happen at the NBA level? You would think that would be the first part of what you figured out in this transaction. And man, this it's just wild. It's just wild. There's no there's no offseason like the NBA's, but <laughs> this takes the cake, man. This is this is some tomfoolery. Like the the move was so wild, I thought Vladi Divac still had a job. <laughs> like that's that's how crazy it was, man. Yeah, I don't really know where to point the blame because it very well could be a king screw up too, right? Because the kings are the kings. <laughs> like, very easily could have been that, but I don't know. It just it really does seem just like some ogre, over eager buck shit where they you know saw this opportunity to get Bogdan before the Hawks could pounce, and they did. And I don't know. Hey, maybe this was all just a very elaborate cover up of tampering. And on Friday, Bogdan will sign a nice copacetic sign and trade and be sent to the Bucks. But either way, even if that is what happens, which seems unlikely, frankly, it's been good to laugh <laughs> at the situation for the last 16 hours or so since it broke. I like I don't even know what the Bucks do going forward now, right? Like it's they don't have a ton of flexibility. They I guess they could try to trade Dante DiVincenzo for something else with Urson and DJ Wilson, but like I, I don't know what they're gonna find. Bogdan's one of the best free agents out there. This could certainly backfire. Maybe they go and trade for or, or sign and trade for Fred Van Vliet. Although I don't see the Raptors wanting to facilitate that in any way. I don't see why they'd be incentivized to do that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's very very funny and good, and I love it. And if this ends up being the thing that like causes the Bucks to collapse and lose Giannis because of this incompetence. I mean, it sucks for them, I guess, but it's very, very good content, and I will laugh about it until my dying day. Uh, <laughs> Bucks gonna bucks is a thing, so, man. Bucks gonna bucks God, is a thing. It's so funny. It's okay. Chris Middleton's never... still there. It's true. It's true. I mean, Drew Holiday's very good. He'll help that team. But, they're better. Uh, only they're better. if they have. Yeah, I mean, they're better if they have more than five players on under contract, which is what they have right now. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> including I mean, a second round pick. Bud needs players know. to play. That, yeah. you know, he doesn't like to play his starters, so. <laughs> I just, I'm old enough to remember listening to Brian Windhorst and Zach Lowe's podcast yesterday morning, and Windy was just going on and on about how Bogdan was so excited to go to the Bucks, and this is a coup for the Bucks being a free agent destination. And seeing all that melt away in a matter of 12 hours was uh, quite something. You know what's awesome? Boy. I actually have not listened to that podcast yet, and so I feel like today is a perfect day to listen to that. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely it is. Not to be plugging other <laughs> podcasts on here. Yeah, we like but... Zach. And look, I like Wendy. <laughs> Wendy's just like, the thing about Wendy is like, he, I don't know, he stirs the pot in a fun way. I like it. Uh, but I, I feel like I find sometimes his actual basketball analysis is lacking. And mm. that's where Zach helps him out. Because Zach is the very, very best. Yep. Um. Anyway. That feels like a pretty good place to leave it. Uh, just pointing and laughing at the misfortune of the Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry to our Bucks fan friends out there. Um, you know, we, we like our pal, like like Jordan Tresky and Ty Windish and all those guys over there. Uh, but still, it's quite funny to laugh. <laughs> and boy, is this going to allow me to do that for a very long time. Um, 
or at least until Friday, which is really all you need during these dark times. Just a couple days of, of joy and splendor. Uh, speaking of joy and splendor, this was a great chat, Big V. Very happy you could jump on. Thanks so much for being here. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying on top of everything the Raptors are doing over at Complex Canada, so you can follow that there and might do some stuff for Raptors Republic. We'll see if I get some time to do that. Besides that, we've got NBA free agency coming up. We've got the EPL season coming up. So I've started a Manchester United podcast with my friend Carl Mascarenas, and we recap every match. And United's next match, Manchester United's next match will be Saturday. So if you're a footy fan, if you're a Manchester United fan, go ahead, give it a listen. That's Red Couch Manx, M-A-N-C-S. You get you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Google, wherever. And yeah. Awesome. Go do all of that. It's, uh, you're, you're very fun and good, even though you talk about a wretched team <laughs> in Man U. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean, of course. Uh, I'm going to be like amping up my blogs, I think, over at HQ. I'm getting the yes. blogging itch back a little bit because uh, it's been a while since I was a regular blogsman. But there's not a lot going on, and the basketball season is coming back. And I'm uh, not as busy as I should be, probably. So, uh, you know, I'm going to take some time away from playing Breath of the Wild after I beat it a couple days ago. And I'm going to actually do some blogs instead. So keep an eye out at Raptors HQ. Uh, you've obviously got uh, basketball. We're going to have a draft-themed episode on Thursday, uh, today, later on today. So go check that out. And, of course, tomorrow, as I mentioned, Mark Ziegler of the San Diego Union Tribune is going to jump on. He's the Aztecs reporter for the basketball program there in San Diego State. We're going to talk all about Malachi Flynn and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So keep stick stick around, keep around whatever it is for that on Friday. And then there will be a Saturday episode this week as we will break down whatever the hell happens in free agency, probably with Katie. Uh, we'll keep an eye out. And if there's a breaking news thing on Friday at a, at a reasonable hour before I get into the booze, then uh, we'll do a Friday podcast for late night. If not, we'll do one on Saturday and I may have a headache. Anyway. That's going to do it for today's show. We'll talk to you again on Friday with Mark Ziegler of the Union Tribune uh, with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.